All right, so Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 7 says this. Now for this very reason also apply, applying all diligence in your faith, apply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. Father, thank you, Lord, for these words. I pray that you will speak to me clearly. I pray that we will certainly be convicted through your word and your word alone uh, this evening. As you name me, pray. Amen. Amen. Why do we need to grow in our faith? What is so important about a Christian person growing in their faith? Why? Is it a big deal? It is a big deal. Why is it a big deal? Right. And and during that process, what happens during that process when we grow from a babe to to an adult or even to like you guys to a, a teenager, a young teenager or older teenager or a young adult, what happens? What happens during that process? What? You get you get stronger. There are trials and, and what do those trials produce in most cases? What? A better person, all right? So you, there's experiences that you learn from, all right? Hopefully, okay? All right, so that's the that's first nonverbal address, all right? So my second verbal address will be sending you out, okay? Anyone I see speaking, okay? So letting you know now. So so we grow, all right? So we grow in our... As individuals, we grow in our faith and we grow as a, as a, as a person. And during that time, we learn. Alright? Now, applying that to a Christian, if, if I'm, if the only verse I memorized when I was seven was John 3.16, right? Now that I'm older, will I, Memorize, will I have any other scripture memorized? If that was like the only scripture I memorized from when I was seven to now, would I be able to say, recite Psalm 23? Why not? All right, now I never read it, right? Or I never purposed to memorize it, right? Um, so we need to grow in our faith because we need to be ready to give an account, like last week we said, for the hope that is in us. It helps our relationship deepen with God. And then when we become mature believers, we then can help other Christians pursue um, growing in their faith as well. So this is what the this is what Apostle Peter said, you make an emphasis on applying all diligence in verse five, right? For now for this very reason, also apply all diligence in your faith. Alright? And and to supplement these Virtues with that, which are which are moral excellence, knowledge, um, particularly you know knowledge of God, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. And we'll get back to those in a bit. When you had a word diligent, what definition or what synonyms come to your mind, right? And I know this might sound like a classroom type thing. You're like, oh, I thought I was done with school. All right, all right so you're not. So when you have the word diligent, 
what sort of synonyms come to your mind? What, what definitions come to your mind when you hear the word diligent? Hard work, e- efficient, committed. Wow, good, good work. Proper, okay. Anything else? This is like good work. Uh, good synonyms. Um, Oxford American Dictionary has it as careful and persistent work or effort. Right? Because if you want to prove in any area, you have to work diligently toward that goal. Like, who runs track? Who runs track in here? Anyone runs track? Chris runs track. Okay. Davio runs track. Okay. All right. Like, who, who perform in any, like, um, competitive sport? What, what competitive sport? Basketball, soccer. Okay. All right. So. Baseball. All right. So let's take baseball for a second there, Luke. Right. So, Luke, if you want to be able to hit the ball, do you just get up to the mound? Not the mound. What do they call it? The diamond. And you just swing. That's all. So you just wake up. If someone wants to play baseball, they're just going to wake up, go to the diamond and just swing. You have to practice, right? Shh. What are some things you have to practice to be better able of hitting the ball? Batting to Okay. Okay. All right. So, so you know, we have to work diligently. And if we want to grow as Christians and not just be like, okay, what you hear on Sunday school, what you hear on Sunday morning or Friday night, you know, we, you have to work diligently towards that, okay? Um, someone said commitment, and, 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 the, and the, the original meaning of this word in its original language is an earnest commitment to do one's very best. So, that implication is, for Christians, and you and you who call yourself Christians, have to purpose to, to put in all of your effort to grow in your faith. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to wake up and be 25 and be like, oh, man, I know what I believe, and this is why, and I'm growing in my faith, and I'm not still reading, you know, Psalm 23 for my quiet time. Like Monday through Friday, Psalm 23, you know, go Psalm 23. And nothing's wrong with Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is a wonderful, beautiful uh, uh, um, psalm, uh, uh, profound truth in it, but if it's just going to be Psalm 23 for 20 years of your life, you're not really growing. You're still a babe. And even Paul says, you know, you're, pro- you're still probably like just drinking milk, you know, and you're not able to eat meat, okay? Um, so we don't just grow. We don't grow into mature Christians because we get older. We grow into mature Christians when we purpose to feast on the Word of God and when we exercise our faith muscles, right? Like praying, like evangelizing, like consistent quiet times, like acts of service, and so on and so forth. So, so that's why Paul is saying this, right? Because in the previous verses, it talks about God's divine power has granted us to, to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. And in verse 4, it talks about his gracious and magnificent promises. So Paul is saying that all these things that God is like doing to, for, for you as a believer, so now then, your response should be this. Supplement to your faith, these virtues, so that you can grow inside that. And the first one is moral excellence. Okay? 
original word in the Greek, arete, which means excellence of character, goodness, right? So it's like having a lifestyle of upstanding character, not just in the public eye, but also behind closed doors and late nights when nobody is watching, right? Moral excellence. Um, so it's not smiling in front of your parents and saying, okay, mom, okay, dad, yeah, 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 cool, yeah, I'll do that just for you. I love you, All right? And then you're like, my parents are such idiots and morons. I just laugh out loud, LOL, LOL, you know, yeah, right? You know, that's, that's just not, you know, it's, it's moral excellence throughout your, your character, upstanding character. And then it says, in moral excellence, knowledge, right? Knowledge, comprehension or intellectual grasp or something, all right? Knowledge. And, and although the original word is like gnosis, which means just general knowledge, but with this context, it's really pertaining to knowing particularly about God. All right, And the more we know about God, the more we have a clearer understanding of who he is and what he, and how he wants us to live. All right? um, if someone came up to you right, and they said, hey, um, Peyton. It's Peyton, right? Okay. Because I'm, like, I'm on a roll today. I'm I, I remembering names and stuff. Oh, okay. So if someone comes up to you, Peyton, and say, Peyton, oh, Peyton, I have an exercise that I want to do. I want you to come to the balcony, and I'm going to be downstairs, and, and I want you to jump, and I'm going to catch you, okay? So all you have to do is jump. Now, Peyton, you have never seen this person before, right? But the thing is, they look like they could catch you if you jump, but you've never seen them before. Will you go to the balcony and jump? Well, if they don't catch you, <laughs> maybe after you recover <laughs> and you track them down, <laughs> then, you know, you know, although the Bible does say don't repay evil for evil, but you probably won't be able to do that right there, right? But normally we won't. Like if we don't know someone, we can't, we won't have that trust. But when we do know, you know, true knowledge is rooted in trust. So the more you know of God, the more you're able to trust him at his word, right, in whatever situation you're in. So if you lose a very close family member, your mom or your father dies, or a close friend of you dies, and you're like, why? Why is this happening? If you don't really know about God and who he is, you can be in a very sad, depressing state. But if you do know, as tough as that is, you can trust that God is in control, even when situations go awry. So... Excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control. What comes to your mind when you hear self-control? What is self-control? Doing whatever you want? Controlling yourself. How? Like controlling, like you just be like, no, don't do it. You know, like, oh, don't look. Don't look. Ah! Yeah? Like, what? Like, how do you? What? Patience? Patience in what situations? Anger. Okay, anger, right? If someone, if someone just steps on your new clock shoes that you signed up for like two hours, right? 
Like, you don't just go and push them or punch them. Like, Boy, you step on my shoes, right? Or girls, is someone, you're going to a party, and the girl has on the same dress, and you're like, no, you didn't, right? And you, like, flip, flip out and all that stuff, right? Self-control, right? The meaning, the Greek meaning behind this word, come back, whoosh! Reading behind this word, self-control, is to restrain, restraint of one's emotions, impulses, or desires, all right? And so, as we progress in supplementing our faith with knowledge, we should then grow in self-control, right? Knowing exactly what God desires for us, or at least knowing what we ought to do and what we are not to do, all right? Self-control, all right? So how much, how, so how much is that so far? What, what was the first one? Moral. Okay, well, okay. Diligence. Moral, what? Self-control. And so then, and the more we supplement self-control to our faith, the more we'll mature in perseverance, right? Or what we, or what we call endurance. When you hear the word perseverance, what comes to your mind? When you have perseverance. Well, who? Pushing through. Pushing through. All right? What? For who? Or pursue. Pursue what? I'm just, I'm just going with Tyreek's example. Pushing through. So what, what else? When you have perseverance. I'm going to get really sweaty soon. Hang in there. I know that's a good encouragement. Hang in there. All right? But first, for sorry. No, not first sorry. Huh? Won't stop. Okay, not giving up, right? Continuing, right? Perseverance, right? Um, the original word is hypomene, which means the capacity to hold out or bear up in the face of difficulty, all right? So if the difficult things are happening, you know, it's like perseverance. Example, losing my breath. I want to shake. Keep going, Mr. Lowe. Keep going. Just 26 more miles. Okay. I'll do it later. I'll have Jen do it. Go, Jen. Go, Jen. She did. She did run like 26 points of miles. I tell you, I'll get at mile 17 and I'll be like, why am I doing this? But if you love it, you're going to persevere through it. Right, love? Right. So. All right. So perseverance. So in order for us, in order for perseverance to develop, though, Okay, like like a marathon runner, I'll go with that theme. That person don't just wake up in the morning, right, and be like, I'm going to run a marathon, right, and I just start running, okay? You know, I don't think there are any, like, real Forrest Gumps, you know what I mean? Like, that it just, just keeps running and running and, and running, you know, right, right? You know, there's a process, right? And so the same thing for the believer to grow in perseverance, right, when we supplement that to our faith, uh, in order for that to develop, we're going to be placed in situations where we're stretched. And not literally, maybe some of us, especially you know, our brothers and sisters who are in certain countries where they do torture and all that stuff. But I mean, we, we have to be placed in a situation where our perseverance will develop. And it's not going to develop if everything is peachy and nice and no issues and no problems. It's going to develop when things are difficult, when you don't have any control over what's happening in your life, and that's where 
perseverance have the best opportunity to develop in your life. And that's what God will use for the believer to grow their perseverance. Okay? Um, and then as we're growing in perseverance, what? Godliness. When you have the word godliness, what are some words that come to your mind? Godliness. Righteous. Being of God. It's very spiritual. Holy. Anything on this side? This side. Christ-likeness. Okay. Right, so godliness, reverence before God, having a devout respect of God. So despite that we're living in a very sinful world, right? Is the world sinful or is it just nice? It's sinful. It's sinful. Really? Like what's sinful in the world? <laughs> everything. 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 Boom. Everything full stop. All right. So, although we're living in a very sinful world, we ought to resolve as, again, believers. Okay? This is for believers. Because if, you know, if there's a non-believer, you know, they can do whatever they want to do. You know what I mean? Because that's what they do. That's how they roll. You know? I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. But as a believer, we respond according to how God is commanding us to respond. So we can do whatever you want to do. Alright? So, despite living in a sinful world, we ought to Make up our minds to pursue godliness in all that we say and all that we do. All right? Um, remember that scripture? It was one of our memory verses. It says, be holy for... Okay. Isaiah? That was Isaiah 6.6, right? All right? Um, that means... Hosea 6 is something definitely. This one was uh, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians and 1 Corinthians, all right? So it says, you know, be holy, for he who has called you is holy, right? As it is written, be holy, for God is holy, all right? Like that's a paraphrase, not an exact uh, uh, recite. All right, so I like how Baker Commentary puts it as I begin to wrap up. A Christian practices godliness when he or she... It's fully conscious of God's presence in every circumstance. All right? So that means wherever you are, in your room, at a party, wherever it is, in your, in your school, classroom, in the movie theater, wherever it is, somewhere in Walmart, or wherever you go, on Attica, or wherever it is, that God's presence is there. You know? And so it's like, I have to behave in a way that will honor God. And it's not just because I want to honor God, it's because... Like, we're not doing it because it's like a rule and we have to check it off, but we're doing it because we want to do it, you know? So that's, that's the key there as well. All right, so then the last two, virtues. Every believer should supplement their faith with or and, and love. All right, who knows the different... Greek words for love. Agape. Who? Eris. Yeah, Storge. Yeah, I, I, it's Storge. Okay. Philios. Okay. Philios. Now, okay, or at least those four that you um, just mentioned. 
Brawly kindness. What do you think brawly kindness will be? Ooh, not agape. What, what do you think? Filios, okay. And definitely not Eris, right? That's for married people. All right. So, so Filios. So the word here is, this is an easy word that you can, like, you can use because it's, it, it sounds just like Philadelphia, right? But it's not pronounced that way. It's Philadelphia, right? So that which means that's like a love towards a brother or a sister. So that's right there. It says brotherly kindness, all right? So that means, I have the love, Antoine, right? Antoine? Man, I'm like getting names. Yeah? I don't know because I'm like talking to you guys all the time, but I'm getting your names. So I got a love, Antoine. Although you go, what school you go to? Face. Although you go to, I wish you said, I wish you had said like Kingsway. You're going to Kingsway. Okay. So you're going to Kingsway. Good. That still works. So I still got to love Antoine, although he's going to Kingsway because Aquinas is the best school ever. Right? 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 All right. And that's just like a surface thing, right? But for believers, we got to love each other with that brotherly or sisterly love, even though we have our differences. Okay? Some people like a certain kind of music. Some people read books. Some people don't. Right? Uh, <laughs> You know, yeah, some, some, all right, some people play video games, some people prefer to read, some people prefer to watch a movie, some people prefer to watch, to watch, to read the book, all right? Everyone has differences, okay? Everyone talks differently. Shh, quiet, quiet. Everyone looks differently, right? Everyone dresses differently. Um, but I, I see that it's so crucial that these last two that Peter is ending with is that, you know, we have to have love for each other, right? Jesus himself, Jesus himself told his disciples, this is how people will know that you are my disciples. If you have what? Love? What? What else? You guys know? No, if you have love for one another, right? That's important because I can't say, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm a disciple of Christ, you know, I'm a Jesus freak. And, and then I'm in the barber shop, I'm talking about Sister so and so, and she can sing, and I don't know why she in the choir. Uh, um, so and so, he needs some, he needs some mints, and he like come up all in your face. You know what I mean? Like, like, and then, and then I'm, and then they know that, oh, this was to be a Christian person, but he's talking about his Christian brothers and sisters this way. Gee, I don't want to be a part of that assembly, right? So it's so important for us to. Add this virtue to our faith as we purpose to grow in our Christian walk. And that's that brotherly kindness. And then he tops it off with love, which is the agape love, you know? That's the unconditional, um, deep, sincere, high regard love for one another as well. So it's like, yeah, have that brotherly, uh, um, and sisterly love for one another. But then even on top of that, even have a higher um, sincere, higher regard, love for each other, each other as well. So, when maturing in our Christian faith, we, you will need, we will need, and I like how HCSB puts it: make every effort to supplement our our faith with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance, 
endurance with godliness, godliness with brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness with love. And the benefit, the benefit, the benefit we're growing in our faith is communicated in verse 8. And it says this, For these qualities, for these qualities are yours. And, and notice this, not just having possession of it, right? But if these qualities are yours and are increasing, right? So it's like that's an action that needs to have. So we can't just be like, yeah, you know, I showed love to Jared today, and that's it. Tomorrow, don't, don't even come near me, Jared, because I'm going to give it to you, you know? Um, I, I persevered with Carrie yesterday. But one more remark, and that's it, right? Uh, I really wanted to cuss out that person who cut me off, but I didn't. But the next person, and there will be a next person, they will get the holy word. Right? No, it's, it's not just doing this thing one time. It says, for if these qualities are yours and are increasing, so you're constantly doing this thing, right? You're constantly growing. They render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for your, your word and for your instruction. And I just pray, Lord, that we would purpose. It is not easy. Um, but I just pray, Lord, that we would purpose, as we do with other things in our life, when we want to get better grades or we want to improve in our extracurricular activities, we are diligent in improving in those areas. So I just pray, Lord, that as believers, we too would be equally diligent in supplying uh, goodness, knowledge, self-control, endurance, godliness, brotherly affection, and love to our faith so that we can grow into the man and woman of God that you desire for us to be. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.